0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Talos Takes. This week we have a special edition for you. It is an excerpt from our YouTube discussion on election security, disinformation, and fake news. Uh, If you'd like to hear more of this, please visit the Cisco Talos YouTube page or head to the Talos blog. Enjoy. So this is going to kind of be a free-flowing discussion so you guys can feel free to answer in in any order that you'd like. And if you have something to add, please just jump in. Uh, And for starters, uh, I just want to get to the basics. You know, what does disinformation consist of?
1: It's kind of a broad topic. Uh, So at its core, the way that I look at it is a way to amplify information that is partially true or has kind of a Uh, a biased opinion on it. And then the disinformation is the process of getting it out, amplifying it, and getting it into mainstream media.
2: I think the important component of, of disinformation that people often get confused with misinformation is it's the creation of false content with the intent to deceive. So there's that malicious component to it, whereas misinformation by definition is The creation of false content um, without the intent to deceive. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's really that malicious intent to dupe people. um, And and in terms of disinformation, we see that so widely used um, when it comes to election interference and political influence.
3: I would just add to that, completely agree, uh, particularly about the fact that, for me, disinformation has kind of an agenda. And I've been doing some research recently for a blog on, um, on COVID-19 and disinformation. And one of the interesting parallels, when you start looking at a virus um, like COVID-19 and you start looking at disinformation and you realize all of these parallels, the, the CDC, in fact, said that, that basically um, there are three things that you need to spread a disease, you need a pathogen, you need a vulnerable recipient, and you need a means of transmitting that pathogen from, from one person to the next, and disinformation in so many ways acts just like, just like a virus.
4: Uh, I'll lastly add that uh, um, the the goal isn't necessarily to make everyone believe every piece of of disinfo, Um, just um, sowing doubt uh, in what the truth is is often enough for the adversary to achieve their goals or at least move towards their goals.
1: One final point to make too is this is not new. A lot of this focuses on what happened in 2016, but this concept of disinformation has literally been around for decades and decades. It's been something that has been used heavily by nations for a very, very long time. The biggest change right now is just the means, the use of social media, and the uh, much lower risk associated with the activity than there used to be.
0: You mentioned, Nick, that this has been in use for decades. But one of the things most recently that has made disinformation campaigns more popular and in some ways more successful is social media. And we've covered that very heavily, obviously, in our reports and blog posts. Uh so what can we say about how things like Facebook groups?
3: I'll jump in and say that I think that one of the ways that it works really well is that there almost always is a kernel of truth to what is being said. Um and and that makes it particularly when it's something that someone that you trust uh is is sending to you, and there's that that either that kernel of truth sort of combined with that gray area um, of ambiguity just makes it um, it just makes social media this this loaded weapon in a sense.
4: I think the, the speed um, to dissemination is also pretty critical here compared to some of the previous ways like Nick has mentioned that that disinformation was happening um, rather than dropping pamphlets out of a plane or pushing in a and on uh, a news, uh, a news pro radio program that someone has to dial into, um, social media gives you an, an immediate um, ability to reach out to uh, your constituents, and as well as for those constituents to amplify your message for you to reach an even broader audience, which is really unheard of in the previous methods of um, disinformation dissemination.
2: Um, these social media platforms are just like the perfect in- environments for these threat actors to. Um, enlist the help of unwitting people to spread their messages. I mean, Sean, you mentioned Facebook groups. It's something we talk about in the the latest paper that we wrote. Um, and in the paper, we talk about the idea of information silos and how um, most social media networks um, will sort of, you know, they'll, they'll suggest uh, pages for you to like, they'll suggest groups for you to join or people to connect on and to connect with. And that's all based on your current interests. And so they really promote you connecting with like-minded people. And threat actors know this all too well. And so the Facebook groups in particular provide um, an excellent source of like-minded people with similarly held beliefs um, to tap into. And so we've seen in our research that threat actors will um, leverage Facebook groups, for example, and push their narratives in there. And they'll, they'll instruct people to repost that content elsewhere, either on their personal pages or, you know, post it on a different platform entirely. And, you know, by nature, usually someone who joins a Facebook group might be more um, uh, passionate about that particular topic. So they're already sort of um, predisposed to being excellent sources of amplifiers for these actors.
1: And one final point here is around risk, right? When you look at what used to be required to do this type of activity, you know, you had to have people physically in these locations, building these relationships, working on that. Today, I mean, we're in a pandemic state where everyone's working from home. You could literally walk into your, into the office in your house, fire up your, you know, 50, 100, 200 Twitter accounts you have and start your disinformation campaign. If you get busted, your accounts get shut down. You just start over again. There's no risk to the country for or the group for doing this, right? There's no consequence, really, for their actions. They can just keep going and
3: going and going.